Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Chicago Blackhawks announcing that Rocky Wirtz has passed away at the age of 70 after a brief illness. Uh, Wirtz, the chairman and principal owner of the team. He's been as uh, in charge of the Blackhawks and president of the Wirtz Corporation since his father Bill Wirtz passed away in 2007. He also owned half of the United Center. Rocky Wirtz, owner of the Blackhawks, passing away at the age of 70. Also from the NHL today, Paris, uh, Patrice Bergeron stepping away after 19 seasons. Six Selkie trophies Won the Cup in 2011, two other trips to the Stanley Cup Final as a member of the Bruins. Definitely one of the greats in this century in the National Hockey League. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This next interview presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. And I'm pleased to welcome back to the show, defensive lineman from your Edmonton Elks, it is Jake Ceresna checking in. Jake, it's Reed. How are you doing, sir? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, you've always been very generous with your time, regardless of how the, the team is doing. And obviously this year uh, is a little tough so far with uh, still the zero in the wind column. You know, I've talked to a lot of athletes over the years and a lot of ex-athletes uh, either going through bad times or the, or the former athletes looking back on bad times. Uh, how are you going through this? How, how are you dealing with it? Uh, you know, what's the environment that work every day still looking for that first win? Um, yeah, you know, it's obviously tough whenever, you, you know, you haven't got a win yet on the season and starting 0-7. It's definitely been a huge challenge for us, but I would, I would say the work environment's still been good. We've still been staying positive. We've still been working hard and just and just keeping our nose to the grindstone and just trying everything we can um, to put our best football up. Yeah, you know, I, and I've talked to several people. Obviously, you guys are kind of the number one topic this summer. Um, and a couple guys have said to me, as as cliche as it sounds, you have to just forget about it. Like, you, you kind of just have to go one, one day at a time. Are you able to do it? Because a couple of the losses have been pretty heartbreaking, too. Are, are you able to start the next work week and, and not think about what happened in that last game? I mean, I mean, obviously, um, you know, it should kind of linger in your head or something, but that's just going to affect you going into the next week. So you have to have a short memory. Um, you have to go, go back to work and just put in the work and put in the time and the hours to give our team a, a chance to win the next week. So I think our team's been doing a good job of that. We're getting it going into the next week and just making sure we have a new game plan and making sure that we're just doing everything we can to work hard and to try to get out of this um, losing streak that we're currently on. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and I said this on, on the show uh, last night, Odell Willis joined me. I don't know if you ever crossed over with Odell at all, but uh, was a great player in the league on, on the defensive line for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I said to Odell, I think that the Elks defense has played good enough to win in probably five of the seven games. And he said, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, there have been some good moments for you guys. Like, do you look at the defense and, and, and what positives do you take out of what you have been able to do this year? 
defensively we're a much better team than um, the past couple of years. Uh, so, so it's definitely frustrating sometimes, you know, when the wins aren't showing that. But I think there's definitely a couple of plays here and there where we can always improve as a defense and kind of help out our offense or, or special teams units in certain scenarios. But I think as long as we keep improving defensively, you know, we're going to put our team in a, in a good chance to win football games. And we just have to make sure we play all three phases. We have to play well offensively, well on special teams. And we have to make sure that we also show up every single game on defense, you know, and, and give our team a chance to come out with a victory. Jake, I, I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying you I know you might not like this question, but because it's something I've talked about on the show, I have to ask a player on the Elks the question now that I have the opportunity to do so. Um, as I said, mm-hmm. you guys have played really well on defense at times, even in Winnipeg. I mean, you got your, your offense the ball. You got your offense the ball in good field position. You know, you you won the turnover battle in the first half, but the game was, you know, tied 6-6. Is there ever any frustration or anything like that that the offense sometimes doesn't cash in the opportunities the defense provides them? Or, or how do you avoid that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes it can get frustrating when the offense isn't on a roll and you're playing well defensively. I think... But when you let those frustrations get to you, it just makes us on defense not play well or play well as a unit. So, you know, defensively, we just got to keep our nose to the grindstone, keep playing well, and know that our offense is eventually going to, you know, get that breakthrough and start and start scoring these points. So we just got to stay positive, keep making sure that we do our job at the end of the day, make sure that every single person does his job to the best of his ability, and then and control what you can control. And at the end of the day, um, when we play well together as a team, we can come out with a victory. Yeah. Okay. Well. Th- well. Thanks for your honesty with the with answering that because, you know, I, I know football is a complex team sport, but there are three very distinct units, right? So you know, they can all have their own uh, their own impact on the game. Jake Serezna from the Edmonton Elks joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. You got the BC Lions coming up. You, you saw them earlier in the season, and again, that was a game that was was close for a while, and then they kind of pulled away in the in the fourth quarter. Different quarterback, though. Uh, how do you compare Dane Evans to Vernon Adams? Evans is going to play. Adams is out. Yeah, you know, um, uh, Evans doesn't run as much as, as Adams does, but, you know, he's still a good quarterback. He had a, uh, some good years over in Hamilton where he brought them to the Grey Cup, and uh, he, he's, he's no quarterback where you're like, oh, you know, this is their backup, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have a like a field day against these guys. He's a, he's a good quarterback, so we got to make sure we go in there with a great game plan. Um, like I said, he doesn't he doesn't have a good mobility, but he's sometimes I feel like he's he's a, he's a better thrower than Adams and, and and is really good with his reads. So we just got to make sure we get pressure on him from a defensive line perspective, and then our secondary has to make sure they play a tight ball game. And I think um, if we can do that, then you know we'll cause some chaos and put our put our team in a good chance to get a W. Well, and you guys have been able to get some good pressure times this season. I mean, I, I know I know Winnipeg wound up beating you guys, but I I didn't think you, I didn't think Kolaros was comfortable back there most of the game. You picked him off early. You made him run around <laughs> some some other plays. What's what's the key to the pressure you guys have been able to generate this season? Um, you know, we've played pretty well and we've gotten some good pressure on quarterbacks. I think we just have to, I think there's times where we let a couple plays get away from us. And if if we can capitalize on those as well, then we could be, you know, we're trying to be an elite defensive right now. I think um, 
you know, we're pretty good defense at times, but if we want to get into that elite category, then we have to make sure we capitalize on those plays that we kind of let, let slip away at times. Um, so if we can do that, we'll, we'll be really good. But, yeah, we got good pressure on Caleros um, last week. We're looking to get even more pressure um, this week against BC and, and, and play even better than we've shown. Jake, as a defensive lineman, uh are, are the roughing the passer rules ever frustrating for you guys? I mean, some are obvious, right? I mean, Taylor got drilled late last game, kind of, a, kind of being an obvious one. Uh, you and a couple teammates have had roughing the passing calls against you where you, you might not even been sure the quarterback released the ball because you're getting blocked at the time. How difficult is that to navigate those rules? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a tough thing to navigate. Um, you know, there's sometimes where there's um, they obviously have rules that pre- they're trying to protect the quarterback a lot in this league and make sure that these quarterbacks stay healthy so that we can score a lot of uh, uh, points in the league and, and it's just better for the league. So they these rules they get tough at times because I, even myself I feel at times where I'm not really trying to hit the quarterback or I get pushed into him and they call a flag on me. So it, it's definitely challenging. And, and I saw the. Um, to play last week where the SAS defender, you know, he just he didn't mean to hit him, but as he wrapped him up, he, he hit his helmet. So sometimes it can feel tic-tac-y, but that's just a part of our game. You know, we can't um, make excuses for it. We just got to make sure that um, as players we know the rules and, and we play within them and, and make sure that we don't give any penalties to our team. That could cost us a game. Okay. Uh, look, I got to ask you, and, and I know I'm asking you to go back, but I haven't had you on the show yet this season. You got a you got a sack yep. against Saskatchewan, and you got one of the weirdest penalty ever because you you knocked the ref down while you were celebrating the sack. <laughs> Have you ever experienced anything like that before in your career? Uh, definitely not. Um, you know, I just went to do my normal celebration, and I actually bumped into him at the time. I uh, you know I apologized when I hit him and and I, and I helped him up, but. A new rule to the CFL this year is any, you know, inadvertent hitting of the referee that's that's not necessary is going to cause a flag. So, um, you know, they saw it up in the command center and they threw the flag on me. I was I was just thankful that um, it didn't extend their drive and, and they still punted the ball, so it wasn't um, that big of a penalty against us and didn't really harm us in terms of the game. But yeah, just just on me, I just gotta make sure I get out of the, the referee's way, and it kind of just made a funny moment that I'll kind of look back on my career and laugh at. Well, I'm glad you can laugh at it now. And I heard you chuckle as I, as I was asking the question. Could you laugh at it in yeah. the moment, though, or was it too upsetting in the moment, or were you just kind of like, what what is going on? <laughs> uh, um, well, you know, I saw Chris Jones's face when I threw the flag, and and I got <laughs> and. Uh, Definitely wasn't laughing in the moment, but when they punted the ball and, you know, the game was over, um, you know, me and my teammates, we had a good laugh at it and, and my friends and stuff. So um, shortly after, I had a good laugh about the moment. Okay. Well, thanks for, for flashing back to that. Uh, I got, just got a couple more here for you. I, I, I understand you have a fairly uh, intense or involved, whatever word we want to use, post-practice workout. Tell us about the Commonwealth Stadium steps. Oh, yeah. It's just... um. Something I always have done since I've been in Edmonton. Um, I picked it up, you know, in 2018, kind of halfway through the year. I just, I just run the steps um, every day after practice. I just feel like it gives me that conditioning and, and gives me that quick burst that I need as a defensive lineman. And, and since I've been doing it, I've just been re- re- really successful. So I, I just haven't stopped. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like it gives me that extra conditioning. And, and a lot of guys 
you know, don't want to put that work in. And I feel like it gives me, um, when the game comes, I feel like when everyone else is getting tired, I still have a lot of energy and I still have my conditioning right so I can just keep playing hard and make plays. Okay, well, good for you. What do you do? You don't go all the way to the top, do you? Do you do the lower bowl or just you bounce all the way up to the top row of the upper deck? No, I, I do. I just run up the lower bowl anywhere around, um, you know, depending on the day and depending on how my legs feel, you know, five to ten times as fast as I can, just sprinting up them. Sprinting Catching up my them. breath and then just doing it again. Okay. Well. Yeah, yeah I, sprint, I sprint up. <laughs> Full speed. Good for you. Most of us have trouble walking up, as I'm sure you can imagine. But you're a different class. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. And Hey, hey look, on, on a different note, uh, and, and you've been kind enough to come on the show in the past and tell your, you know, the story of playing football and your journey to the CFL. So just kind of a, another sort of human type angle. I know you're playing football, and I know you're trying to, to get the team out of this slump. Um, but you got a life uh, beyond that. When you're in Edmonton in the summer, like, will you go to K-Days? Will you go to Taste of Edmonton? Things like that. What What do you try to do when you get out in the city a little bit? Oh, yeah, I definitely try to hit all the events. Um, we went to K-Days and did Monday Morning Magic um, for the, uh, uh, you know, like kids, special needs kids who, who you know, can't be there during the normal hours, and that, and that was an awesome event. And uh, always hit up Taste of Edmonton. Any events over at Rogers, I usually go to. So, I mean, I love Edmonton in the summer. You know, the days are super long. Everyone's outside enjoying the weather. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice time to be around the city. So, I try to get out and do as much as I can, be involved in the community as much as I can. And it's always it's always a good time. What's a, what's your favorite concerts that you've seen at Rogers? Um, probably when I went to uh, a Drake concert back in 2018 when he came to Rogers Arena. That's up there. And then I went to Commonwealth Stadium for um, Luke Combs this year. was was a great concert as well. So there's been some good ones. But there's a lot of uh, great people that come here to Edmonton. Uh, Luke Combs, very popular, not in my wheelhouse. I was at Commonwealth last year for Def <laughs> Leppard, my friend. That's the one I wanted to see at Commonwealth. But uh, oh, Okay, gotcha. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, Jake, look. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. I, I appreciate your honesty and, and your passion, and it's it's good to have you on. Because hey, we all everybody listening wants that win and wants things to, to turn around. And I think you're a good reminder of how hard you guys are working to do that. So all the best against the Lions. Go get them. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. And I uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. Right on. That is Jake Ceresna checking in defensive lineman for your uh, Edmonton Elks. So, you know, pretty honest. Uh, talked about the weird penalty he got in week one, doing the somersault and hitting the ref. And I said, does it ever get frustrating when the defense is playing well and the offense isn't cashing in? And he said, yeah, sometimes it gets a little frustrating. But, you know, what can you do? you got to keep playing and, and uh, hope that they're all going to turn it around as a team. So uh, that is Jake Ceresna from your Edmonton Elks checking in tonight. Great to chat with him. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. Another quick note here from the CFL. Uh, the reason I wanted to mention this guy, Jagarid Davis has been traded from Hamilton to Calgary for a sixth-round pick in 2024. So you might be thinking, okay, whatever, Reed, there's little trades like this in the in the CFL pretty much every day. But this is Jagarid Davis, the gentleman who has played in the Grey Cup the last six years in a row. He's been with Calgary, Hamilton, and Toronto. He's been in the Grey Cup six years in a row. He uh, won it in 2018 
with Calgary and last year with Toronto. So now he goes back to Calgary. Six consecutive appearances in the Grey Cup. That's pretty amazing. Okay, we got Stu McDonald from OEG coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Yeah, we had Jake Ceresna from the Elks on the show. They play the BC Lions on Saturday at Commonwealth, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff. Game will be at 5. They played in week 2. It was 9 nothing for the Lions at halftime, and uh, they wound up winning it 22 nothing Again, that's... I know it looks bad to lose by 22 points. The defense kind of had the Elks hanging around most of the game. And uh, that's been the case, uh, again, where I, I would say in, in at least five of the games this year where the defense has been at least given the offense a chance. Uh, but we know the story. The Elks have scored 105 points. That is the fewest points by a fair margin in the CFL. I mean, Saskatchewan has scored 125 uh, Edmonton has played one more game than Saskatchewan. Toronto has only played five games. They're at 186 points. No, I guess Montreal. Montreal is only at 106 points, but they've only played five games. Edmonton's played seven. And now the the points against for the Elks doesn't look great. 185, that is the second most in the league. But I would argue that some of those games have got out of hand a little bit because the defense is on uh, the field so much and they get a little bit worn down. So we'll see. BC's got a great defense. They've only allowed 94 points in six games. They only have one loss. They got beat by Toronto. That was a game where Vernon Adams threw six interceptions. Dane Evans will play for him on Saturday. 7804960063. Kellen, what do we have? Oh, we got text messages on everything we've talked about here in the first hour. So we'll start with uh, one from Eric Turner's mom who's texted in. Uh, says, Jake is great. And also had one from last night as well, too, from her saying uh, she's a big sports junkie and a fan of Dustin Nielsen. So happy to hear him on CFL Games. Congrats. Eric Turner's mom. Eric Turner's mom, yes. Uh, Eric Turner was in the band Warrant. Oh, hey, there we go. Is e- there another Eric Turner? E R I K Eric Turner. Yeah, there we go. Eric Turner's mom. I don't so. know if that's the reference or I'm missing something more obvious. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, if if it's within reasons and within the broadcast parameters, uh, I can use it as a nickname for you. So, you know, that, if that's your uh, name. Let's uh, let's get Eric Turner's mom a uh, Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt. Okay, we can do that. All right. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Uh, we've got one uh, about uh, – we were talking to uh, Harpreet about uh, – the touchdown and, and and how they were trying to figure out yes. a, a word for touchdown. Had an unknown text come in and say, uh, I was just going to say, let's hope they have to figure out a word for touchdown, uh, but probably not going to use it very much on Saturday. Well, that's, well, a very that, well, fan, that's the thing. Know. There's, uh, there's uh, literally nowhere to go but up for the Elks in terms of points scored against the Lions because they got zero in the first game. Mm-hmm. And we've also got a couple of all-timer sports names coming in, coming off oh, of the uh, uh, college football sports names uh, talk here. We've got an unknown text uh, coming in that says, not sure if he p- still plays in the NFL, but he was drafted by Green Bay about six to eight years ago. His name was Haha Clinton Dix. Yes, that's a yes. good one. I think he's still in the league. I, I like that one. He was with the Packers, right? So Haha Clinton Dix. Uh... He's only 30. Mm. Is he still playing? Anyway. 
And then we got Nico texting in and says, one name that always stuck with me was downhill skiing legend Peekaboo Street. Oh, that is a good one. I think HaHa Clinton Dix is out of the league. Last played in 21. Yeah, Peekaboo Street was a good one. I think it, I'm just looking up. I think it was P-I-C. Yeah, P-I-C-A-B-O. Mm-hmm. And then last name Street. American Olympian, if I remember correctly. Downhill yes. Skiing. Uh, yep. She is now 52 years of age. She got... Olympic gold in 98 in the Super G. And uh, numerous World Cup titles as well. Yes, Peekaboo Street was a good one. So we had this list of college football names off this account called Elite College Football. The quarterback, General Booty. I'll just pick out a couple of them. Dude Person, (laughs) a defensive back. Rowdy Beers, the tight end. Fat Watts, the fullback. Fish McWilliams on the defensive line. And Parker Titsworth on the offensive line. He's plays for Ohio. All right. 780-496-0063. We have plenty more to come. The uh, Oilers power packs are out. Well, they're not quite out, but you can uh, get in on the uh, pre-sale opportunity. So I want to dive a little bit more into this, what's going on in the summer with ticket sales, some other uh, off-the-ice stuff with Stu McDonald. He's the president of OEG. He's up next. How do you say hello to your customers when they're everywhere? Think Core's Creative Services. We can help reach your entire audience, internal and external, like no one else, no matter where they are. Find out how. CoorsCreative.ca. 